Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. My name is Nick Benson, and as always, joined by my brother, Justin Moss. Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Another week? Another week. We made Another it. Another episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm blessed by that, actually. Blessed to be here. Um, looking forward to a conversation with you, mm. and it's recorded, so hopefully we don't say anything too dumb. Because <laughs> we will say something dumb, but maybe not too uh, dumb. Le- leave it to me, right? Uh, also, leave it to me to forget my Bible over there. So I may, I may step over, and grab it in a second. Came, here. To, came to a fight with no sword. Look uh, at him, straight up. Yeah. Well, preserve and illuminate podcast. We like to talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world, and mm-hmm. pray this episode is no different. And um, it's a freestyle. It's a, mm. it's a Holy Spirit led uh, episode for a here and now, which we have not done in. I was trying to look. I was like, yeah, man, it actually hasn't been since episode 104, so. No way. And we've had big gaps in between, so it's been some time. Dude, it's been like two, at least two months then, right? Yeah. At least. So We haven't done it here and now, huh? So, yeah, so hopefully. I'm fired. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we don't go too long or uh, get too, uh, um, you know. Passionate. Left field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too passionate. Passionate is probably right. Yeah. Um, to kick it off, because, I mean, I have... Um, I told you of kind of a thought process behind this because I did want to get a kind of a recap and, and hear from uh, your guys' trip to, to the Holy Land. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to, to hear about that, but I, I did want to kick it off kind of side note. Uh-oh. To maybe even uh, throw you off a little bit Uh-oh. since Pastor threw me off on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so he's going through Romans, right? Yep. Romans 3. Yeah. So he, he's uh, 21 to 31. Uh, that's the, the, the scriptures he went over. Yeah. was like heavy, you know, heavy 10 verses there. Yeah. 23, right? Uh, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of the mm-hmm. glory of God. He said, fall short. That means we're in last place. Yeah. Like, we didn't just like, you know, finish second. No. Like Dead behind, last. Behind. <laughs> so when he said that, I was like, you know, as a competitive man, I was like, he said you suck. I was like, man, that like <laughs> I like straight suck. But then I almost wanted to turn around and be like, Justin, did you just hear him call you last place? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know. To be. We weren't too far from know, each other yeah, either. I was like, I don't know if you want to take that challenge, but we just got we got called out we as last called. place. <laughs> definitely took it as a challenge. I was like, so I not only missed the mark, but I came in I dead, dead last. last. Like, Jeez, I didn't know fall short meant that. Yeah. So it was cool because it was an enlightening moment where I didn't, I knew fall short, I'll have sin, you know, but yeah. to, to really receive it as finishing dead last without Christ, I was yeah. like, wow, yeah. like that one hit pretty, it hit different, but it, it hit deep too at the same time where I was like, wow, like I don't just fall short. I just, I don't even come close to the mark. He used a target, you know, analogy. Yeah, and you're just and not hitting them, but bullseye. Where I'm like, I'm not even hitting the target. You know, yeah. like a dead last, I'm not even hitting the structure that you're supposed to hit. I'm like way off, you know. So I'm like, thank God for for what Jesus did. And we just went, you know, with with Easter and Good mm-hmm. Friday and everything. So it's still, you know, I, I tell all the guys and and even my family that you know Easter's not just. Uh, like a seasonal thing uh, for for a believer we celebrate a resurrection day every single day yeah. you know so so then to read that and then really like you know really pray and and thank him for the work he did do on that cross to to save someone that's a, a loser mm. <laughs> not hers to say but 
Uh, yeah, but the truth hurts. Right. Yeah, we're, 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 all, we're all losers, right? We all fall short. We have all sinned. Um, but God. But God. But God. And uh, like hearing that yesterday, kind of just like you, it put it into context. Mm-hmm. It put it into context how us as Christians are, um, are saved by the grace of God, right? And I was hoping he would do Ephesians, right? I even kind of had it like, I was like, all right, we're getting here. Like he's going, he, I know he's going to go here, yeah. uh, Ephesians chapter two. Yeah. But um, how he framed it, you know, a lot of people will, will, will minimize our own sin and our own minds. We will pretty much like look at like what has happened and then say, okay, you know, I've been washed clean. But pastor really gave it, you know, from a different view because we always see it from our view, but he gave it from God's view. Mm. Like, Hey, like you weren't even close. Right. <laughs> right? Like you're dead last. Right. That's, That's why Jesus came. Cause right. we were all dead last. We were dead in our sins. You know, we had nothing to offer God as a, as a sacrifice of it, of ourselves. Mm. And that's why Jesus had to come to impute his righteousness. Right. That's why he mentioned that propitiation of our sins. There's something that just wiped that slate completely clean. It's that ultimate sacrifice um, that we've been, you know, that we've accepted into our lives. And then that's what God sees. He doesn't see that dead last, but he sees his son being first. Mm-hmm. And that's how he sees us, mm-hmm. right? When he sees us, he sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it, that perspective, you know, I missed it so many times reading past it, but that's just the selfish approach of, of, of man, right? Like yeah. we talked about earlier, right? That endemic nature, right? That's, <laughs> That's just the way we're, we we are, yeah. for sure. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Thank, but like you said, but God. But God. Thankfully, but God. He put He put a, a plan in motion to to redeem us. Yeah. So that we can be justified, yeah. and then see Him in heaven. Amen. Whew. Right. But yeah. So, anyways. Hi. Uh, yeah. How's it going? <laughs> had to had to had to get that off my chest. Um, and, I, and like I said, I felt like it was it was uh, it was a it was a heart check, but it was definitely a, a good thing. It wasn't yeah. a bad thing. Um, so here and now, here and now, Nicholas, we've wanted to do this. We talked about doing it before you went, um, like if we would be able to do it because I oh, wanted yeah. to ask for permission, not just put you on the spot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, you know, you got, you had the pleasure of getting to go to Israel. I did. Uh, I wanted to know if. There were things or something that you wanted to share with me or with maybe someone, people listening, if there's anyone listening. If there's anyone <laughs> listening. It could just be me and you because yeah. we've gone like on such long breaks, right? It seems yeah. like we got like an every two-week rhythm. <laughs> there's a lot. There's so much, so much to share. And I'm going to, in a second, I'm going to go grab my Bible. We bought a separate Bible for Israel. So Marlon and I would share and we kind of like documented like all the places that we went and where the devos were and mm. Um, you know what, and, and you know me, you know, better than most, but like, I like to catalog things. I like to have things in order and make sure that, you know, if I ever go back to something, I, I have a crumb trail to get me back and it may not make sense to anybody else, but it hundred percent makes sense in my mind. Right. But it helps me at least digest and understand things. My intention on this trip was to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. Bought a new Bible, got a, got my notebook and you know i was like okay i'm gonna catalog everything each day i i figured out that i'm gonna take pictures and then put them in an album and then you know make sure that you okay this was this place this was this place this was this place and be able to document it that way if ever want to go back or look at them i'll be i'll be able to Mm. 
when we started, it was, it was getting tough because there's so much history around you. I figured in between stops, I would just, you know, catalog, document, sort, and then move on. <laughs> what ends up happening is on the way in between stops, it's just like the tour guide is just like, there's history here and he's giving you history here and he's quoting scripture here. And it's, it's like drinking water from a fire hose. <laughs> like what I thought in my mind I was going to be able to do was not even, it's possible, but I would have missed everything else. I would have missed everything else. You would have not and been in the moment. I would have not been in the moment. And the Lord like kind of gave me a little bit of a shake and shout on day two. He's like, stop. Oh. Like, stop. Now you, you, you came all the way here to take notes. You could take notes at home. Mm. Like, stop. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So then I just started like enjoying the scenery and realizing all the thing and try to trying to grasp and realize all the things that were taking place. And there's probably two things that caught me off guard, like the most. And the first one was how much history was there. Hmm. Like here we see like hundreds of years of history <laughs> and we might find like early man sites that they call early man sites. Right. And there's like, Oh, there's an arrowhead, right? This has got to be like, 300 years old not even close right like there's stuff there that is thousands and thousands of years old and they are building all over in jerusalem and they even joke like the jerusalem bird right is a crane because they have so many cranes <laughs> building cranes there right that they're just built i'm serious they're building so many buildings like i it, and i was even thinking about this while i was there i don't know where these people are going to park there's no parking there because it's so like packed and condensed mm. and it's really it's really interesting with that history is it still pretty modernized there's there's parts that are it's it's unbelievable how it's so intertwined because within the city walls of old Jerusalem, right within those walls, that's all like kind of like kept in periods of history and built on top of history of top of history, mm. but it's still old, mm -hmm. thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. And then outside of it, like it's you could just see it's kind of like evolved where like newer buildings are being built, and okay. then there's like buildings that may be a hundred years old, and then there's buildings that are fifty years old, and there's buildings that are ten years old, and then they're just building new buildings. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of like activity and construction that's taking place throughout that city. But like they have, you know, our tour guide was telling us like they end up excavating when they go to build something and they say, Hey, look, is this newer? Is this like 1000 years or newer? And if it is like, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and build. Mm -hmm. They're just outwardly disregarding anything that's less than a thousand years old because they have so much history. They can't build anywhere just to give you an idea of the history. So they're just running into things and they're That's like, crazy. Oh, this is only a thousand years old. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and go ahead and build. If it's under, then they do it like an assessment, which is like, it's mind blowing. That, that is crazy. Cause we're like talking the, you know, missions around here, a couple hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, That's old. Right. Don't touch it. Yeah. Don't touch it. And they're, they're like, they would, they would, they would just totally like, eh. just mow that down. <laughs> we got like, stuff yeah, no that's problem, older. Right? <laughs> <laughs> straight up straight up that's crazy yeah and so there's a bunch of history there which was like i could it was hard to it's hard to absorb mm. like the layers of history and the, our tour guide did a good job of kind of like showing us in certain sites like okay like this is like you know this is before jesus wall this is during jesus's time portion of the wall this is you know roman 
Roman rule, and then he, they would just keep, he would just keep telling you. And then you can see the difference in the patterns of the mosaics and the patterns of some of the pillars and the capitals that were there. Mm. You could see some of these things and, like, the type of rock that was used because it's different on, like, on like portions of the wall. And it hits you when you see that, and then you read the Bible, and you see, like, right now I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up Second Kings, and you can see when Nebuchadnezzar comes in and they start just – just wrecking everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you could see, well, they wreck it down to a certain point, and then they build on top of it. Right. And that's what the walls of Jerusalem look like. You can actually see it, and they point it out where what you're seeing isn't like the original wall. What you're seeing isn't what, like, Nehemiah we rebuilt. Like, what you're seeing is, you know, Nehemiah is down here, right? Oh. What you're seeing is the subsequent conquerors of the, of the areas that have built their own walls and rebuild on top of it. And it's wow. like... It's literally history on top of history on top of history. And like in order to grasp it, we, you would have to spend like years there just kind of studying like, <laughs> okay. Right. Um, but it was, the history was, 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 was amazing. was amazing. In your Bible, everybody says this, right. But it, I, I, it really does come to life. Like a lot of things come to life. So like, it's not just a selling pitch. It's not just a selling pitch. It's straight up. Like seriously, it comes to life. Real talk. Yeah, real talk. And mm-hmm. then um, the second thing that, that caught me off guard was the beauty. I thought we were going to be in the desert. Mm-hmm. Even like kind of packed like, okay, you know, it's going to be dusty and dirty. And it's not. <laughs> the northern part of the country is, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. The drive that you get to make, going to work every day with the rolling hills, yeah, yeah. it looks like that. Yeah, I've actually heard that. Like, I've yeah. heard uh, even the weather is kind of similar to, to our weather here in Southern California. Yeah, weather was similar, exact same weather that we had here. We even got, you know, we even got rain. Why, why were you just, out of curiosity, why were you picturing dusty and I don't and know. desert? Because of the Bible? Because of the Bible? Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. That's, that, that's that, my context. Right, that's what I'm, yeah. And then when you think of Egypt, yeah. when you think of Jordan, when you think of Syria, you're just like desert, right? right? And that's the countries in Lebanon that surround right. Israel. So you just think it's desert. But it misses you that like it's on the Mediterranean Sea. Right. That's water. So water. There's life. There's, there's life. Greenery. So yeah, the Mount of Olives probably looks amazing compared to what my mind can do to it. A lot of those things. Trees. Yeah. A, a lot of those things are like, like, um, populated mm-hmm. so these aren't barren lands like there's there's inhabit inhabited area all over the place in these areas even mount carmel kind of gave you like one of the best like views mm-hmm. that you could you could ever imagine and uh when you're when you're on top of there like you can really see the valleys which is cool mm-hmm. then you can see like the rolling hills uh, mount Hermon. it was snow capped you could see that Mm. So it's like these things that you that you read, they like start to, to 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 come to mind. But the landscape and how green everything was, and they're they're almost a hundred percent self sustained, and they're even growing like their own avocados, mangoes, bananas. Like they're growing stuff that tropical climates would 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 traditionally grow, but we could grow here in our portion of California mm-hmm. because we have the climate to do that. Well they're on the you know they're 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 in the same um, latitude so mm-hmm. they can they could basically grow the same thing that we can. So they are totally focusing on being like self sustained and not having to, to count on anybody. 
but the beauty of the country allows them to do that. Like yeah. there, there's farming everywhere, especially in the north, especially in the north. There's farming everywhere, and it was just super cool to to get caught off guard by God's beauty, and then to be reminded like this is why this is the most fought over land in the entire world. Right, a land flowing with milk and honey. With milk and honey. With the milk and honey. You got to see it. I got to see it, man. It was beautiful. That's uh, that's awesome. You know, righteously jealous. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, that would be awesome to, to go um, and be able to see in person. And then, like you said, getting the perspective of this is where Jesus was. This is, you know, all this history of, uh, you know, even the Nehemiah wall part where I, I was like, yeah, that's the stuff that I don't even think of. Or one of the pictures, I don't know if it's something you were going to share, share about, but one of the pictures you sent when you were over there to me on my phone um, was a rock that had a cutout. And I was like, don't tell me that's what I think it is. And I even text you back, like, is that a manger? Yeah. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, huh, in my head, like, you know, I picture a wood, you know, you know, at manger, two by fours, yeah. manger, like how, <laughs> some old fencing, yeah, like how my, you know, that's what my brain goes to. Yeah. Cause I'm a West, you know, Westerner. I'm over here trying to picture it after reading it. So then to see, you know, one made out of rock and yeah. probably, uh, that being more, you know, what Jesus was probably laid in, yeah. uh, than a wood one because of just the times. And, uh, it seemed like a, a, a packed town because of the, the census and everyone coming back to town and kind of being, you know, travelers at that moment. Uh, so just like the, the reality of, wow, like my Lord and Savior was placed on a rock, you know, like that animals ate that up. Like I already knew like what a manger was and what that was used for, but then yeah. to see it as like real as that, yeah. it's not Hollywood. It's not, you know, Westernized. It's what it was. And I was like, Oh goodness. Like he, why, 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 why come down to earth, you know, and be, being where you were and then to take on flesh and then to go through all those things that then he goes through after the manger, um, you know, for the loser that I mentioned I am when we started this. I'm like, my goodness, like, yeah, he's too good. <laughs> Way too good. Um, and that, that rock, it didn't even it didn't dawn on me until he kind of explained it. And he said it kind of like in a, like a sarcastic, like joking way, like, man, everybody should know this and they don't. He's like, but mangers were made to feed animals and also to water the animals, right? So that they can have water to drink. He's like, so you would never put water in wood because they can't hold it. And I was like, missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. 747 over right? my head. Seriously. And then he was, he was talking about, how precious of a resource water is, mm. you know, in that land. You can't waste that. You can't waste it. And especially if you're going to give it to your animals, you're not going to drink it for yourself. Like you gotta, you gotta protect it. He's like, so the manger that everybody sees and all of the, 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 the scenes are just completely wrong. It would have been this. Right. And then you're just like, yeah, your mind is blown. <laughs> and then, you know, at some point after you like come to your senses, because you got to move to the next thing. Like you kind of do a double you still take. Walk. Yeah, well, you do a double take, and you're like, "Man, I just stared at a rock for like 15 minutes." That's true too. <laughs> and I got my mind blown. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like this is going to be a crazy trip because that was day. Uh, 
That was day one. I was to say it was probably an early one. Yeah, that was day. That was when you were still chronicling. <laughs> yeah, I was totally chronicling. I it, like. I wish I could show every. I was gonna try to show pictures, but it's it's kind of getting weird on me. Uh, I gotta set it up a little bit better. Um, but um, it was while I was chronicling. I was over in in in, in Caesarea, and like when you like when I took pictures, I was like, okay, this was this. This was this. It was easy to 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 really kind of capture. But looking at some of those things, like I just knew like after we had the devotion in that nice arena, which was really cool. And then, you know, we started walking and you're kind of stepping through all these like ruins and stuff. And you're, 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 you're seeing like the walls and then he stops at this rock and you're just like, it starts to sink in like right then and there. You're like, wow, this is, this is going to be way deeper than I had anticipated. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. And you can see how every Bible scholar is like, you know, that's like, you have to go there. You have to go there. Now you know. Now you know. I don't know, man. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Blown. Right. Mind blown. Um, what else? Uh, so much, man. Yeah. So much. You need to get your Bible. Yeah, I'll go get my Bible. Was it? Oh. I did look at that, but I didn't know if that's what yeah, you were talking is, about. Yeah, this is the one that we got for, <laughs> for, uh, for Israel. So... One of my favorite places is um, the sea. One of my favorite places is the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. Um, one because it was really it was really nice there. It was cool. The, the hotel we stayed at was cool. Um, but a lot of Jesus' ministry like took place pretty much in that in that area. Yeah. Right. So Capernaum is there. Okay. Um, you know the 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 man of the Gadarene story is there. You know. One of the best ones is, you know, when Peter walks on water, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we go out. It was it was relatively cool every single day. Every single day it was relatively cool. So you had, like, a thin layer on. It was, like, perfect weather. But the day we went out on the sea, it was, it was pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty hot, right? And when you're on the boat and the wind's hitting you, like, it's, 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 it's nice, right? And when the boat stops, like, you're in the sun and you're getting... You're getting, you're getting pretty cooked. Um, but David Maestas gave the message while we were on the boat on the Sea of, of Galilee. And um, I wish I could show you guys pictures. Uh, yeah. But it was just interesting to see a couple of things. Like, I like how I like Peter's walk and obviously how he was restored. And even the fact that he would, you know, you know step out of the boat, right, to, to, to walk on water. Um, but also the fact that he was a fisherman, mm-hmm. and, and that was kind of where he would obviously fish. And to see how the fish acted there, uh, and, you know, I love to fish, mm-hmm. was like an interesting, it was a really interesting thing. The fish would come to the surface and, like, pull up, and you could, like, see them. Mm-hmm. And I always tripped out, like, when these guys would go, when you'd read, and they would go out fishing, and they would cast their nets. Like, how do you know in that big old sea, like, where to cast your net and think that you're going to catch fish? Hmm. It's because they set it up. It's no, it's because the fish are there, they come to the top. Yeah. They're all just right there. So you just, you you just, you throw your net out and try to catch them. Wow. It's pretty crazy, right? But also, how, like, we went out so far and you couldn't, you couldn't see any fish. And we were like in the middle of the, of the sea or Lake Tiberias. We were in the middle of it and kind of like putting around, and then every once in a while you'd see some fish. So you could see how they would one cast those nets. But the other thing 
um, was how like somebody from the shore, you could hear them because you could hear people from the shore, not to the middle of the lake, but a decent ways out because it's all surrounded by like mountains. So that lake is kind of sitting in like this, this valley. Hmm. It doesn't have too much space before you kind of get kind of mountains and hills and stuff. So the sound that would travel from the shore kind of in the beginning threw me off. And even people that were on other boats that were hundreds of yards away, mm-hmm. like you could hear them so close. Wow. And that, that part was like, I was like, I was, things were kind of being put in place of how somebody from the shore can tell you to cast your nets mm-hmm. because you don't fish that close to shore, but you do because the fish are all pulled up there, but you can hear them no problem because some, for some reason that sound travels so well across that, that lake, mm-hmm. like those things, you know, like we're, we're, we're kind of like eye opening. You're like, wow, wow. But one of the things that, um, that David, uh, Maesta said, um, was that, and I wrote this down, but he wrote that you'll never see great things unless you get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. I was like, Whoa, really good. Like you'll never see great things unless you get out of the boat. Yeah. And that is true on a significant amount of fronts that we don't have time to go over on this podcast from a biblical standpoint. Mm-hmm. But Peter was the only one that was that got out of the boat. And it's no mistake that Jesus called him the rock, right? It's no mistake that his name was Peter from Simon, right? It's no mistake that Jesus came back and restored him on the shore because he had already taken other people with him to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Some of the disciples included. He'd taken these people to go fishing. And pulled them away from what they should be doing for ministry. But he, Jesus didn't call any of them, including John. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And restored him in front of them. So those, those, those things, for me personally, like really resonated while you're there on the, on the sea. And, and he says that. And it's like, that's absolutely right. Like a bunch of us, as Christians, mm. knowing Jesus, are just in the boat. Yeah. We're just right there in the boat. And then we expect to see great things. We're like, God, pull me out of the boat. Tell me to walk on water. Like, no, you have to take a step. You have to get out. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And super relevant for for all of us is is to is to put that, you know, that faith in action. If you believe something, you know, talk about it. You know, stand up for it. Don't be that what Pastor said, the the guy at the water cooler that then creeps by when they hear they're, you know, talking something crazy and instead of correcting or sharing what you believe and, and been there, done that, you know, you know, maybe not a water cooler, but definitely within warehouses and stuff like that, where there's been conversations had that I could have definitely shed some, you know, some truth and light on it and, and, you know, chose not to and, and shame on me and, and, but yeah, looking back at it, it's like, okay, well, that's where you learn to, to next time. Yeah, don't be, you know, one that starts fights or don't be one that's really like, you know, telling them what to do or how bad they are because we're all sinners. We mm-hmm. all fall short, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't let, don't let them just be lost in, you know, some crazy wilderness or whatever they came up with or whatever they heard on YouTube or whatever. Um, you know, share with, what you, share with them what you know because it may be, the seed needed or that watering needed for them to sprout that faith because yeah. you don't know where people are. You don't know how or what season they're going through or how close they are to the kingdom of heaven. 
Yeah, amen. Yeah, and you mentioned seeds and watering, right? Because those are two things that a lot of people skip over, and they're just like straight harvest. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, but but even Pastor mentioned this, right? Like God gets the increase, right? Not not us, right? So maybe our 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 job is just to keep planting seeds, right? And seeds have to die before they can sprout, mm-hmm. right? So maybe your seeds are too fresh, right? And they need to die first. Yeah. So don't try to water them because they're not going to grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, know, know your place. Be prayed up and let the Lord do the work, right? If he wanted us to be the harvester, then he would call us to that. Mm-hmm. And you would know because it wouldn't be you. For <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know it's getting late. I don't know if you looked at the time, but we're yeah. We're and I'm actually good time. if if uh, oh, okay yeah if you are. I'd love to hear more. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, so the next one was Pastor. We went to Capernaum, and Pastor gave a message um, about the the paralytic man that was healed. Um, and it's it's kind of cool how that how that story plays out, right? Um, because you know, these guys tear open, tear open the roof, right, and lower this man in. And Jesus saw the friend's faith, you know, kind of getting him to the point where they could lower him down. Um, but Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. you, mm. and, and we're sitting there um, underneath this, this covered area and a nice tree area. So we're in the shade. Um, and we're in a semicircle and pastors at this like little table thing. And then behind him is the sea of Galilee. Mm. So it's like a, a really nice like picture, but being in like one of the hubs of Jesus's ministry and then hearing about him healing this paralytic man, but truly his friends having enough faith that they're going to rip open somebody's roof and lower a guy down and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. because you don't go through all that unless you have faith. And that's why Jesus saw their faith, mm-hmm. right? They're just like, we know if we can get him to this man, he will be healed. Right. Mm-hmm. We just, we just know they had that faith, but also like us as Christians, as men in society should have more faith to bring people to Jesus and not worry about the consequences mm-hmm. of how that looks yeah. because Ultimately, if you look at it from a secular standpoint, these guys cut the line. And if you've ever been cut in line, you're just like, what's your problem? Like, what is your problem? <laughs> and I got cut in line um, and, and a couple of other people that were in front of me at the airport last week where these two guys, like we're in this long line to get on the rental car shuttle to go, um, go get our rental cars. And the line, I'm not kidding, is a legit like, 50 yards long it's like it's it's long right and there's only like you know one or two buses running so everybody's been waiting there for a good 25 30 minutes and the bus pulls up and then these two guys just walk from outside the airport right up to the bus and just like skip i don't know maybe like 7500 people just like cut, oh man yeah just like start cutting in front of them yeah and then like the flesh in me was like what are you doing yeah. right and i I can see that happening here where all these people are packed trying to get into this house, mm-hmm. trying to get an ear to the wall. Like, what's Jesus going to say? And then these dudes are like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And it wasn't like they were just four guys in a line. Yeah. They were carrying yeah. this man. 
seats, right? Yeah. So they were taking up two to three to four people's width, yeah, right? Space, and yeah. when you're in, when you're in these areas, you see how tight quarters are. It's not wide there. Nothing is wide there, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was built to be close. Mm-hmm. Like houses were built and they shared walls to build homes, so they wouldn't have to pay money. Everything was tight. Mm-hmm. So the streets. The areas, everything was really tight. They didn't have cars and, you know, semi-trucks. Like, everything was really narrow. So these guys took up more than likely a majority of the space trying to get to this point. And even as, as, as Pastor was sharing this, like, you're envisioning this taking place and realizing that us as Christians should be those four men just doing everything that we can to bring people to Jesus, mm-hmm. to lower them down. And Jesus recognizes their faith first before he addresses this man mm-hmm. and he's not going to give them credit but he saw their faith yeah and that's all we need for him to see our faith mm-hmm. and then he looks at this guy and says, son your sins are forgiven you and then everybody's like well who is he to forgive sins <laughs> right you can't do that right yeah and then you know jesus begins to address him and says well what's easier yeah. to say you're healed or to forgive sins yeah and then they're like all right now we're in a rock and a hard place, right? Because <laughs> yeah. whichever one we say, you win. Yeah. Yep. Healed. Okay, I did that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you can't heal unless you have some kind of divine power. power. You know what I mean? And then he, he, they know. They're trapped. They right. know. But Pastor gives, he gave that devotion, and it was, it was quite powerful. But one thing that he, that he um, pointed out and that, that I even wrote down, like, <laughs> real friends bring their friends to Christ. Amen. I was like, oh, real friends bring their friends to Christ. Mm-hmm. And just looking around at some of these people that were there that, that I call friends and some of these people I don't know um, that are now my friends, mm-hmm. you know, because you go with these people, you spend 11 days with them. Like, oh, you're yeah. like family, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're, you're getting closer than you would ever get to anybody at church with these people because, you know, we're all huddled up together. And, and you think you. Especially me, yeah, definitely don't don't like to be touched, uh, or talk to people, or, or talk to people, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. Uh, um, but the 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 message at that place at that time was was so timely for for me personally because of everything that took place. That's Jesus's ministry, but really, the two things of Jesus saw their faith, mm-hmm. right, and then he forgave somebody's sins. He, like, you're healing, like whatever, right. Um, and that was kind of mind blowing. And then as we were leaving, the saddest thing that I saw in Israel was when we were leaving, we're leaving. And then there's like a, where there's a guard, there's a, the, 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 there's like a gate that you get into to go to Capernaum that they kind of have, um, built up and there's some cool pictures too. Uh, but as you're leaving, there's a garden on the right hand side. Uh, and then there's like a bench in that garden. And then there's like a man, like, there's like a, uh, I forgot, like not a figurine, but like a, a model of a, of a man laying on a bench. And it's kind of like made out of metal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, the, the guy's laying down like this with his head. Uh, it's got like a robe and a, like a tunic on and everything. And then on, there's a, an inscription on there. And it says, homeless Jesus. Homeless Jesus? Homeless Jesus. And I looked at it, and I was like, why would you put that there? Yeah, what is that? For? That is the son of God. Yeah, well, he, he was never homeless. Right. Because his home was in heaven. 
Right. But the fact that you put that there, like he was some homeless person sleeping on a bench in Capernaum, was like I was offended, dude. I was okay, like, so, so I was like trying to figure out why why is there, so it's someone else's someone else's doing. It wasn't like Christian related at all at that point. I don't know yeah. because I think I, I suspect because of the way everything was like that, and a lot of things were like this over there, believe it or not. But it was like the Catholic Church kind of was running that area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, but homeless Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, some people have strange ideology as far as yeah, I don't who even, Jesus was. Or yeah, is. that shows a lack of reverence for him. Like, uh, yeah, so much. Oh, I saw, it, when you said that, I was like, for some reason, picturing in my head a couple weeks ago, I saw a bumper sticker and it said, uh, Jesus, Jesus was a liberal. And I was like, what? I don't even, like, are you trying to be funny or, like, I don't understand. Yeah, how do I take that? I almost wanted to, like, flag him down and pull him whoa, over. Whoa, like, what is whoa. this? Like, <laughs> Is it Jesus or is it Jesus or like, right. like, like, are you really saying Jesus is a liberal? Because I want to know why you think that. Yeah, oh my gosh, have I told you the story at Disneyland when Jordan and I were talking about Jesus coming at any time? No. Oh my gosh, we're in Disneyland and uh, him and I are just talking, and it, and we I, I I can't remember what we were talking. We were just talking, and he, and I was like, dude, I was like, Jesus could come like at any time, and he's like, any time. I was like, at any time. And then this dude named Jesus with a name tag from Disney <laughs> walks by. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, for some reason, his name tag was like this big. right? Yeah. But we, like he walks by and I was like, see? <laughs> yes. And we were busted up, right? <laughs> there he is right there. <laughs> right? That's awesome. <laughs> for sure. Um, but that homeless, that homeless yeah, Jesus, like crazy. all of us were like, Wow, are you serious? Like, why is this here? Yeah, what sense is it? Yeah, and and to portray Jesus like he didn't have a home is, in my opinion, and I may be wrong. I may be wrong. There may be some kind of <laughs> sense any somebody can make out of that, but in my you know simple mind, that is disrespectful. That is unbelievable, and I couldn't. I don't think we're supposed to recreate Jesus in any way, shape, or form. Well, that's a whole nother, yeah. that's a whole nother topic, <laughs> let alone put him on a bench laying down like Sleeping. he's homeless. Yeah. And then title it that yeah, to make Jesus. you think that Jesus was homeless. Like, what? That's strange. Yeah. It was really, really strange. Inoffensive. I get you. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that, too. Yeah, inoffensive. But uh, so some really good, like, all of the messages were, like, on point. The experiences, um, being in Jerusalem was like i couldn't i couldn't get enough 11 days seems like a really long time i probably could have stayed there two more weeks mm. probably could have stayed in each place longer but could have stayed in jerusalem so so much so much longer mm. because like the history there and just dude and i know go, you like history so yeah, yeah and going into the like going into the, the 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 city walls like you see these city walls and it's like uh it's interesting to see how like History has obviously run its course, and there's, like, these reminders everywhere, whether it's, like, the sign, the streets that you walk on, the walls that are around you, the buildings that are there, how things are, like, integrated into the wall. Hmm. Um, They have dug underneath the Temple Mount and the wall, and there's a tour that you could take. Oh, yeah. And we ended up taking it, like, at, like, 930 at night. Oh, (laughs) which was brutal. (laughs) 
it was like it, you, we toured all day. You know what I mean? Like we started, I think that day at like seven thirty, got back at six, eight, kind of hung out for a little bit, and then headed back to the Western Wall, so that we could see the Western Wall and then do the tour that they have. So, the tour was cool because you're all underground. They take you all the way down the down these tunnels, and you get to the holiest of holies, where the holiest of holies would have been when the temple was there. Wow! And like the history the guy's giving you is like really cool, and a lot of the history that you get there is like from from the from like the Jewish and Israeli view, mm-hmm. which is something that it's hard for us to get and interpret because the jewish you know the the the, the jewish faith is very tight-knit you got to be a jew to be able to get in they have rites of passages and these things you have to do which becomes their inherited history and i'll Mm. talk about the protection of the country and what they're doing is that was another thing that blew my mind Mm. but that tour you end up there and then and then you know you come back but having that i'm not joking like it's like it's like me this is how close it was it was like it's like me walking i don't know had to have been like mile or less that's how close our hotel was maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. to get to these walls but you're like in this city and then all of a sudden boom like there's there's jerusalem old jerusalem Mm. you can see the temple mount you could see like we we entered and exited the joppa gate a lot it it was cool yeah that's cool and you walk through these areas and these tunnels and the histories like it's just it's everywhere and you're you're in the city and like there's a couple of gates that people could drive cars in there and it's like kind of like it's narrow mm-hmm. like like it's a one car garage size and people are getting their cars in and out of there you know what i mean it's one way traffic but they're doing two way yeah right um, <laughs> and it inside of it is so so majestic and beautiful that you almost you almost lose touch because of how populated and seeing cars and vendors and you know people on their cell phones hmm. that you know like jesus was walking through here you know what i mean yeah that's mind-blowing and then we we were able our by god's grace our our free day was the same day that they were having a marathon mm-hmm. so a lot of the city was shut down because they were having a marathon so our free day in the morning, we got out and it was like barren. So we were able to go wherever we want. We went into the city and it was like, it was very, very, like, it wasn't that populated. Not that many people were out because all the streets and roads were shut down and they had the marathon going through. So we got to tour the city when it was not that busy. And it was like, it was a, it was a blessing. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Some amazing like fellowship of us just kind of going out. Like we, you know, we had like our, our maps on our phones. We're like, we think we're going, you know, where we're going. <laughs> Dave Bustamante was like, you know, we're following him. He got He's us like, lost. where's the pickleball. No, he got, <laughs> right. He got us lost a couple of times. That's why we call him our guy. <laughs> we're like, Dave, where are we going? <laughs> but it was cool. Right. It was a, it was a, it was an awesome time and going through like when you see, when you see on movies, like the street shops, where everybody's like, you know, buying and trading things. Hmm. Like I could show you pictures that just like, that is it. I mean, it is like, it is no more narrow, no more wider than like maybe six feet. And it's a shop on each side. And there's like, it's like, you know, super like, you know, rocky terrain, like the roads are, you know, the the, the sidewalks or whatever you want to call them. It's like, seriously, like, um, like stone. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, 
flattened in places but there's like little step ups and you know it's not it's not completely safe surface and super slippery when it's wet but just being in there was it was it was quite quite amazing and the last thing i'll probably touch on is like the the national pride that was there Mm. was legit and i'm this is this is for sure an exaggeration, but just so that everybody knows that Israel's not messing around. <laughs> everybody in Israel has to serve in the army, man or woman. Right. Every, everyone has to serve. Right. They're trained. They're trained. They're trained. Um, and everybody that you see there with rifles and guns and pl- they're young. Yeah. So when you see these, you like you could tell like they just graduated high school, went through training, and then they gave them a gun. and and i like to use this because it it really kind of sums up pretty much like how serious they are about it so we went to the holocaust museum which by the way was Mm -hmm. phenomenal it was not it was not as big as i thought it was going to be um it's not as long as that it was it was was decent size it was a little bit wide but you kind of got to go catty corny back and forth and kind of zigzag your way all the way to the end Mm -hmm. it's like hey you got to you got an hour and like 45 minutes to kind of tour everything. I was like, dude, we're going to get this done in like 15 minutes. What am I going to do for an hour and a half? In an hour and a half, I barely hit the halfway mark. <laughs> no joke. That's, that's too cool. <laughs> it, was, it was so much stuff. Like they, they had amassed so much history and videos and, and uh, um, like art, artifacts and articles and uh, testimonies mm. and, and the stories. And it's like it breaks your heart. Absolutely right. breaks your heart. As we're going through, there's cadets, groups of cadets, like, you know, in there, basically, and there's people teaching them and marching them through, like, the Holocaust Museum. Mm -hmm. And this is where the exaggeration comes in. So they pretty much take the cadets, like, you're a citizen, you have to serve, I'm going to walk you through this Holocaust Museum, and then I'm going to give you a gun Mm -hmm. until you don't let this happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not messing around over there. Don't let history repeat itself. Don't let history repeat itself. It's on every person that calls himself an Israeli, has served in the army, has protected their country, and has walked through, you know, pretty much their own history, um, whether it's, you know, whether it's their country's history, um, their faith history, Mm. but also knowing that they're surrounded by their enemies. Like, they're just not, they're not messing around. Case in point, we're at the Temple Mount. You got to be covered up, Right. Um, and they weren't as stringent, I guess, as they, they normally would be, but women had to, you know, kind of have their legs covered. You know, your boy couldn't wear shorts. Um, <laughs> I know. And you had to be covered up. Right. So we, you know me, I'm always watching my surroundings. So we enter into the temple Mount, which is now like that Muslim territory. Mm-hmm. You see the difference in the guards. You see the difference in, you know, the, the environment. You can just feel it. It's palpable. You can absolutely feel it. We go in there, and we're in our group, and I'm just, like, watching my surroundings. And then I notice they got three guys that are pretty much, you could tell that they're assigned to our group, plain clothes guys. All of them are on their phone or talking to each other. You can see that they're texting each other. Mm-hmm. They have little radio um, earphone earpieces in. And they're, you know, they're just watching us, making sure we're not going to do anything. And they, I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but they kind of, like, had a triangle around us. They had one on each side and one on the back. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming they had somebody on the other side kind of watching the front. But you could just see, and one of them was, like, trying to hide behind, um, like, one of the little walls. And he would just kind of, like, stand there. And you could see, like, part of his body. He'd peek his head out and look and kind of, like, sit back and pretend like he's looking this way. And you'd continue to 
So I'm watching these guys and going, all right, they're, they're, they're very protective here, and they're making sure, and I'm sure if we got too close to the temple or tried to do something, <clears throat> that they would, I'm not to the temple, but to the mosque, they would, they would probably tell us to back off. Mm-hmm. And then you can also show no signs of affection or anything. And I think somebody got told something um, because I would hear murmurs of it. Um, but I was, at, I, was, I was looking and doing something else. But point being, these school-age kids come walking through. And there is a legit 20 Israeli, um, like, police and um, um, military guys escorting them through there. Like, just escorting them through there. And they're, they're looking at things. They stop and they talk. And, like, all of them have rifles. All of them have sidearms. All of them are, like, suited up. Like, they are just like, we're here. And it, it reminded me about how serious Israel, Israel was. They're like, go ahead and try to mess with, you know, 10 of our people. Mm-hmm. right they oh, had man. twice as many armed people and they're like we'll just take you all out right now on the <laughs> temple mount and just take it back yeah but you could just see the tensions and then israel's no joke like don't touch any presence. of our people yeah. yeah their presence like they and they rolled through there like there wasn't a care in the world wow yeah and it's, I wonder who those kids were huh <laughs> so i wonder who those kids were yeah, they were just regular Regu- kids. just because they were walking through that just area because they were that's the muslim controlled area yeah. and they're like you're not going to touch our people right wow yeah, so it was, it was a, uh, it was a legit, it was a legit experience. Like being there, um, you know, it definitely can see how the land was so cared for, how it's so fought over, and then how um, like God is going to use that land and those people and us to speak to the world. Mm. And it's this, you're just you're reminded of it. It was beautiful. It was an amazing trip. Yeah, that's awesome. Hope to go someday. You got to. Someday. Yeah, you got to. You know, it's it was like a ridiculously expensive trip. Yeah, I'm sure it's not going to get cheaper either. But it's, that's not, the yeah, it's, it's not going to It's not going to get cheaper, but, you know, God God will work it out for everybody to be able to, to, to do it. And on yeah. that note, I think we got to yeah, end. Yeah, Chewie's like, yeah, end the podcast out, right? already. Right. All right. Sorry, Chewie. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this time we've got to t- talk about. Uh, you and and even for uh, allowing Justin and and Marla to to go to to Israel, Lord, and and even to get them home safely. Just thank you for all that you blessed us with and all that you're uh, doing, Lord. We pray that you continue to to work um, in and through our lives and even those that are listening. I pray that you uh, draw us closer while you uh, also guide us uh, through this this world. I pray that we um, only look to you and not be distracted by, by things of this world. I thank you for all that you do. I love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we.